Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to a post-game walk at Texas State with Billy Embody for the Pony Stampede podcast. Short reaction pod, and sorry if you hear me walking by some of the ESPN trucks because SMU was on ESPN for a very sloppy season opener against Texas State. The game ends up being a 31-24 win for SMU, and look, there's really not a ton of positives to go over on this one. So I'm going to start out and share a few of the things that stood out to me just from the jump. And one of them, I think, MVP of the game in a weird way, probably Chris Nagar, the new SMU kicker, graduate transfer from Texas. He goes four for four on his extra points. He kicks a critical field goal late in the game uh, to extend the lead to 10 points. And then his kickoffs, all out of the back of the end zone for the most part. Uh, the one that was returned, I believe, was uh, brought out to the 16-yard line before uh, Brandon Crosley made a tackle on the opening kickoff of the game. So Chris Nagar probably gets my MVP vote for this one. Uh, but SMU uh, needed other players to step up in a big way for sure. And uh, among those, I thought Rasheed Rice offensively had a big game. Uh, he went over the 100-yard mark. And then you had uh, guys like uh, TJ McDaniel go over the 100-yard mark again against Texas State, uh, rushing for around a, a buck 30 and a touchdown and really came on strong in the second half once SMU started uh, running a little bit more of that zone, power zone uh, type of offense that they were working with uh, once they kind of decided to go a little bit more too tight end look. Sonny Dykes said that was an adjustment they made towards the end of the uh, in, into the second half to kind of open things up a little bit because it wasn't always pretty in the first half uh, running the ball for SMU especially, but Ulysses Bentley scored his first two career touchdowns uh, against Texas State. He had a nice showing, and then you really didn't see much of him. I don't know if he was hurt or benched or, or whatnot, but it, it was the T.J. McDaniel show for the most part uh, for SMU tonight against Texas State, and rightfully so. He he ended up being the one that kind of picked, picked things up, I thought. T.J. McDaniel got them some critical first downs as things kind of opened up. Uh, and, and kind of paired pretty well with Rice and uh, some of the other guys offensively that were able to make enough plays down the stretch to get SMU this win. But I would say not a lot overall offensively that you can really be happy about. I think even after Reggie Robertson went down with that injury, he came back, he caught the touchdown. You love to see that, of course, uh, for him. But then on the flip side for the offense, you had Shane Bouchel who made some critical errors. Uh, he overthrew and opened Danny Gray. Uh, look, he still had a, a really strong game, at least yardage-wise and completion-wise, but he threw two interceptions. One was a, a really bad uh, one on third down. Uh, and then luckily, I mean, SMU was able to uh, come up with a stop quickly thereafter. Texas State didn't didn't get anything going after that, uh, the throw to on third down in the fourth quarter to Kylan Granson. But uh, overall, I, I thought Shane stuck with it well. I, I, Sonny Dykes didn't say this in the postgame, but the, the phrase that he used a lot at times last year was kind of hung in there. Uh, I don't think uh, there's there's a lot that you can sit there and say, okay, he was really, really bad. Texas State schemed up some really good defenses at times to, to put some pressure on them and make some stops. Uh, but overall, I mean, I think the offensive line is a big concern. The right guard spot, Daniel Sanike, Cameron Irvin, uh, no Dimitri Jordan uh, tonight against Texas State with him being held out uh, for whatever reason uh, that is that we won't get into. But um, – you know, that was, uh, I think, tough that they didn't get a chance to see Demetri Jordan because he definitely would have gotten some burn with the way things were going. But overall, I mean, I think SMU came out 
uh, defensively and and really tightened up in the second half in in a weird way. They came out right away. SMU you know went up and and scored another touchdown and uh, and then Texas State goes right down the field and scores again. And that was really kind of something where I thought, okay, all right, this is going to be a shootout. This is going to be a rough one uh, for SMU. But they really uh, were able to uh, kind of tighten it down and 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 figure something out um, defensively because they really, outside of that last drive with the field goal, they were getting stops when they needed to, uh, and really they figured out some key plays to make, uh, you know, at times. And that was also with them you know jumping off sides after the armani johnson interception and that was negated and then they came back and got another stop after that so it was a a defensive performance that was kind of and i'm not going to compare texas state to tcu by any means but last year's tcu game where they kind of got stops here and there and they forced enough turnovers uh the chase cromartie fumble i thought was a huge huge play uh, as well, that was right after the TJ McDaniel fumble going into the end zone, which was a tough cookie, I'm sure, for him to eat. Uh, SMU was looking to go up two scores; that would have been huge for them. Uh, and instead, uh, and, and instead, the defense comes up with a big stop, forces a fumble there to get things right. So, I think the run defense needs to get a lot better. That's, I think, some some something to do with scheme for sure. Things that needs need to be corrected rather than that are personnel related issues and i i think there were certain times in the game and you know i watched it just coming off of this live that smu would slant and they'd leave a leave a lane that needed to be filled and for whatever reason linebacker went in the wrong hole or you know got got caught in the wash and then you know they were able to break a big gain with brock sturgis and calvin hill but that texas state team is a lot more talented than i think people realize going in I mean, you look at your two coaches, Sonny Dykes mentioned it on his radio show, and I know a lot of people wanted, and myself included, to pick SMU big in this game, and I did, and I thought that they would come out and roll, and it just didn't happen for whatever reason, but they came away with a win. I think so many little things happened that were just kind of weird. The Reggie Robertson crack pack, and you know what? You're a senior. You probably got to be smarter. I thought there was a chance that it wouldn't be called, but still, you just got to get in the way. That's the rule now. You can't crack them. And Kylan Granson would have had a touchdown, and SMU would have been really rolling at that point. Uh, there were, uh, you know, the TJ McDaniel fumble, like I mentioned earlier. That one hurt. That I mean, that you're literally on the half yard line. All you got to do is just kind of like cover the whole dang ball up and fly into the end zone when they hit you and you're in and that didn't happen and then you know uh it it just there are certain uh, certain things that that they were just off on and whether it was you know not having had a physical camp which i think they made the right call doing it it is a veteran bunch and i think that's in part why they were able to win tonight but it was a veteran bunch that uh they were trying to get ready to go into a world which is unlike anything we've ever seen with this COVID stuff. And so uh, they w- they opted to not hit. I think that was a big issue tonight uh, or this afternoon and tonight for SMU was tackling just the technique um, because they really haven't done a lot of it. And maybe that's something they change. Maybe in the next two weeks, they really do some full-blown tackling drills um, as they kind of navigate this thing but it's it's difficult i mean you, if you have that much contact there's a chance that you could get guys with covid if if there is one laying in the weeds so to speak that that has it um so it's a difficult thing to navigate this season more than ever but 
overall, a lot to clean up. Uh, SMU is a veteran bunch. They were able to get the win. I think that's important for people to remember. This is a game that in the past, SMU probably would have folded and lost, uh, like we saw against North Texas once you know Trevor Denbo had that uh, targeting hit and Ben Hicks threw a pick six, and it was off to the races. And I'm not saying Texas State would have boat raced SMU, but mentally this team was strong enough to just hang in there, hang in there, and not let. I don't feel like at any point in this game SMU let anything affect them in terms of falling apart as Texas State ran the ball down after down and at certain points got big gains down after down. They didn't really let any of that affect them. You saw the coaching staff make adjustments. You saw them go to the zone, run a little bit more with TJ McDaniel in there. You saw them uh, put Brandon Crosley in for Brandon Stevens, who was struggling. And he was a huge, huge piece of this. Uh, You saw Jimmy Phillips have an interception. He was somebody who's played some football for SMU over the last few years, but really hasn't contributed at a high level. He got an interception. Uh, and, and you saw them not be afraid to put Cameron Irvin, the walk-on, in there for Daniel Sanike at times when he was struggling. So um, overall, I, and, and by the way, Austin Upshaw's catch was big. Uh, that, that, was a, that was a nice thing to see as well. Um, so I think there's some bright spots to take away. I think it's a, the, there's a lot of overreaction naturally on the board. But at the end of the day, SMU's defense gave up 21 points. It's not bad. SMU gave up 17 last year to Texas State. Uh, with as bad as this game was and how uh, Texas State really could have gotten the momentum and gotten rolling, I think they buckled in. They they bent in the second half a good bit. They did not break as much as really you would have thought they would have uh, in the second half defensively. And then offensively, they made enough plays. They left some out there, I'm sure. Uh, I thought uh, running the football, I'm interested to see what Sonny Dykes says uh, in our press conference with him. I thought running the football was much more of an emphasis than I thought it'd be, and I think that goes for everyone. Uh, but um, they were able to just escape with a win, and they got to this first game of the season. Now they can go and make corrections. Um, I didn't love the offensive play calling by any means. I think the 3-4 move is something that is going to need to be adjustment. Uh, make some adjustments, figure it out, move on. But uh, overall, I mean, I thought uh, they just did a good job hanging in there in a, in a game that uh, – you know, I didn't think they would be uh, certainly biting your biting your nails and having an onside kick come your way in the final minute. But they get away with a 31-24 win, move on to a more familiar uh, foe in North Texas in a way, and a team that is uh, breaking in a new defensive coordinator. And uh, as I'm recording this, Arkansas State had just gone up 14-7 over Memphis. We'll see how that in- game ends up. But just goes to show you, it's a weird weekend. It's a weird year in college football. I know there's was, there was some teams that took care of business in a big way today, but uh, there's teams like Arkansas State that are battling. Uh, Southern Miss lost at home to South Alabama, who hadn't won, I think, in like nine, nine games or something like that uh, with a first-year coach. So... Um, college football is weird. I'm glad it's back. I had a blast covering it. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed our coverage on Pony Stampede. And we'll be back with more reaction uh, on the site all weekend and, and into next week as SMU now enters an early season bye uh, in this weird college football season with the TCU game being canceled. Um, so hope you guys enjoyed this quick edition post-game reaction of the podcast. Uh, and we'll be back, uh, of course, like I said, next week with another edition of the pod. Uh, Thanks for reading. Thanks for subscribing and uh, listening to this edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. Hope everyone has a great Labor Day weekend.